You mentioned earlier on, Simon, that the United States is the world's only military superpower. And you've mentioned, particularly with regard to Iraq, that in some cases she's not able to assert her power and advance her interests around the world in ways that she would suggest. But it might be the case, might it not, that she is in fact weaker than both her friends and her enemies might suspect. For example, we know that the United States military budget is at present larger than the next 20 countries combined, which includes most of Europe, China and Russia. But if we look on September 11th, 2001, the US was attacked by 19 people who were able to hijack four aircraft and murder 3,000 people and cause countless billions in economic costs. And we know that the attacks on the World Trade Center of the Pentagon cost something in the region of United States dollars, 400,000 and 500,000 to execute. So the war on terror, in a way, is catching the United States off balance. This response is, in a way, much more difficult because the enemies are are so diverse and are so small and are so disparate that the United States sometimes might be seen to be lashing out rather than engaging in uh, deliberate uh, and direct attempts to resolve the problems it faces. I think there's considerable truth in that, but I think buried in it is a really difficult dilemma for the United States and not just for the present administration but for any successor administration which is that at one level you could argue, and many do argue, that the, as it were, the tools that the United States has chosen to deal with these questions, namely a military confrontation, are the wrong ones. That, in a sense, they should have concentrated on counterterrorism, on criminal investigations, on international cooperation, closing down financial networks and the like. And to an extent they've done that as well, actually. But you could argue that they should have concentrated on that and not use the high-power military option precisely for the reasons that we've been rehearsing, that it, it, it doesn't translate easily, or certainly not quickly, into political victory. That said, there is the question of the authority of states, and there is particularly the question of the authority of great powers, and in this case of the, of the sole superpower. And challenges to authority often have to be addressed in ways that don't really figure in a cost-benefit calculus. So that if the United States, as I think it probably did, saw the attacks of September the 11th not just as, um, as it were, catastrophic in in human terms and consequential in, in terms of economic damage and so on, but if they saw them as something that if left unanswered would fundamentally call into question the authority of the United States, both the authority of the state vis-a-vis its people domestically, but perhaps more importantly the authority of the United States as the most important international power, then in a sense you have to answer that unless you want to uh, relinquish that authority. And, and the, as of course the costs of relinquishing that authority would be much, much wider than those attacks. It would ramify across the whole field of American foreign policy and its whole standing in the world. And in a sense, great powers are in a very awkward position because really the only way they can reassert their authority is to reassert the thing that defines them as states, which is about security and the monopolization of the means of violence. And since they almost have to react in a militarily decisive way, otherwise, in a sense, they're not doing their job. 
And you may, in a sense, be in a position where, in a sense, you're almost driven to do that, even if actually the cost-benefit calculus of doing that is not going to anytime soon give you what you want. So I think, as it were, in the end, the diagnosis that the United States should have just pursued al-Qaeda as, as it were, treated them just as criminals and regarded as a, as a police operation, in the end, actually, I think is a superficial analysis because I think what it ignores is the question of great power authority. And I think the, the paradox of the United States is that, in a sense, it may be the case that it was compelled to respond in something like the way it did, and yet it still may not work. In other words, this may not re-establish United States authority and it may not do that certainly in the next foreseeable few years, but it may not do it even in you know a decade or two. And might well weaken the United States. Indeed, it might. And sometimes this is a general feature of authority, isn't it, that sometimes attempts to reassert authority simply backfire, whether, you know, at, at any level, whether one's talking about authority of parents over children or of of states over their populations or of states vis-a-vis other states. Authority is a very, very precarious relationship and sometimes if you misjudge its exercise, you simply undermine it even further and it may be that that is what the United States has blundered into in Iraq. The Open University. For more information, go to www.open.edu forward slash iTunes U.